This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. If you need a Bible, why don't you raise your hand, get your hand up real high, and we will begin in the 103rd Psalm again today as you're getting there. You know, uh, we've had, me and Shelly have had the opportunity to go to the the World Trade Center Memorial on two different occasions. Um, very sobering. And so I believe it's something that's probably etched in our hearts and it needs to be. So I encourage you to, to pray for not only our police officer, firemen, man, military, everybody who serves in this nation in any capacity. We really need to lift them up, okay? Well, we begin again here in the 103rd Psalm. We're still on this passage of scripture. We've been on it quite a while and we'll go a couple more weeks. And so while you're getting your Bible and turning to the 103rd Psalm, you know, every one of us know that we are what we eat in the natural. And so what you eat in the natural has the ability to give you energy. It it has the ability to keep your your physical body healthy and even emotional uh, stability. And so again, that thought is, you are what you eat physically. But what about that spiritually? I believe we all are what we eat spiritually, and so this is kind of how this goes today. So we begin in Psalms 103, verse 1. King David again started, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, I will bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, Our God forgives all our iniquities. Our God heals all our diseases. He redeems or repurchases your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Now, when I read this right here, our our God is the God who, he has a desire to satisfy your mouth with good things. to, To gratify your mouth with good things. But I believe this, that if we never sit down and we take time to get in the fellowship of the Lord and dine with, we never, we never uh, feed on the good things that he asks for us. So within every one of us in here in the natural, we have these things in our mouth called taste buds. And if I begin to mention certain types of food or beverage, many of you, you're your taste buds would go wild just thinking about them. And so oftentimes, our taste buds begin to take shape by acquired things. In other words, when you're a little guy, many times you don't have a a desire for vegetables. But over a period of time, you begin to see the benefits of a vegetable, and broccoli actually becomes not only acquired taste, I kind of like it. Another acquired taste is I remember as a little bitty guy, I had a grandmother who would drink her coffee in the mornings. And I remember numerous times I'd watch her drink her coffee and she'd say, would you like a sip of that? And I'd say, yeah. And I remember taking a sip of that and I thought, that's disgusting. That's horrible. Now fast forward a number of years later. And I've really attired a taste for, or acquired a taste for coffee, probably oftentimes more than I need to. I believe this is kind of on the spiritual lines too. That there's things within the Word of God 
that I got to be spiritually hunger for. Turn with me to Psalms 34, the 34th Psalm. And we'll begin to dive here into a little bit of scripture today that I believe will help you. Just remember the thought, the benefit of the Lord. He, he wants to fill my mouth with good things. He wants to satisfy my mouth with good things. Psalms 34, verse 8. Oh, taste. That word taste means to discern. It means to perceive. The verb here refers to the testing of good. Now, it's interesting here. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see the testing of God, or the testing of good. Blessed is the man who begins to trust in him. The message says, blessed are those who run to him. So how can I ever experience God's promise of satisfying my mouth with good things if I don't ever take the time to sit down and eat the word of God? Now, in saying that, let me ask you a couple questions here. Spiritually, are you satisfied or are you unsatisfied? And again, when I talk about this spiritually, I'm talking about we must feed on the word of God. Remember the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth, a steady stream of God's word. Now, years back, there, there was a man who didn't have much of an education. He was a plumber by, by trade, and his name was Smith Wigglesworth. Funny last name, huh? If you can ever get books of Smith Wigglesworth, I encourage you to get him, or get the books. But he would make this statement, and it always stuck with me. He said, we feed our natural man three hot meals a day. And we feed our spiritual man one cold snack a week. And we wonder why we're spiritually malnourished. So in saying that, if the only degree or depth of the word of God you get is right here on a Sunday morning, you're starving spiritually, okay? Now, I, I saw this statistic the other day. And I mean, it, it caused me to look at it twice. It says that if you hear the word of God once a week, it won't stick. If you hear the word of God twice a week, still won't stick. Three times in a week, it still won't stick. It literally says that you got to hear it four times in order for it to stick. So I like to say it this way. If I get into the word of God, God will begin to get into me. And that's very significant that the word of God gets in me. Now, I will say, I don't care how, how young or old you are, but particularly to you young ones, get in the word of God. Only the truth will set you free. So this passage here in, in Psalms 34, it cross-references into the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 1. I want you to go way back in the New Testament, way back there in the back, right after James, and you'll come to 1 Peter chapter 1. As we turn to 1 Peter 1, just a couple of thoughts as, as you're heading there. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to get there. 1 Peter 1. In the natural, one of the ways that our stomach says that we're hungry, we have this built-in alarm within us. 
and our stomach will begin to growl. And you know when your stomach growls, you know what it's saying? Feed me. And some of you saying, Pastor, are you hearing my stomach right now? No, I'm not that close to you, but it's a possibility. Let me ask you just a real quick thought here. How many of our spiritual stomachs are growling right now? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. First Peter, chapter number 1, verse 22. Since you have purified or cleansed your souls, since you have purified or cleansed your souls, how? In obeying or following the truth of the word of God. So right there off of that statement, the way I purify or cleanse my soul is I've got to get the word of God in me. Not, not one time. See, I, I, don't, I don't eat once a week and it satisfies me for the entire week. I eat daily. This is what he's talking about in the word of God. And, and notice here he says, you've purified your souls in obeying the truth. In obey, not just hearing the truth, but, but obeying the truth. So within every one of us, there has to be a participation of the word of God for there to be a change of heart. You need a change of heart? Start participating with the word of God. He goes on to say in verse 22, through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, Loving one another fervently with a pure heart. Now, in, in this passage here, I begin to look at it in my own life, and I thought, we're called to love one another. Now, if you were truthful, before you got born again, did you love people? Well, I, I, I love my family, and I love my wife, but did you love people? You know what? I can truthfully say I really didn't. You know why? Because before you get born again and give your heart to Jesus, it's all about you. And when it's all about me, I'm extremely selfish. And so he gets over on this, and I believe tucked in this right here, when I begin to obey the word of God, something starts happening to me on the inside of me, and I begin to develop a love for people. Keep reading. Having been born again, now, now when it says this right here, having been born again, do you know when you give your heart to Jesus and you get born again, this is the starting point as a Christian. This isn't the ending point of a Christian. And too many times I believe within the body of Christ, this is what happens. People hit their peak when they get born again. That's not your peak. It's just the beginning. So he says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible or imperishable through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Through the eternal word of God, which lives and abides forever. So within the seed of the word of God, there's a new life that's produced from the word of God. It changes me. Verse 24. Because all flesh or all people or humans, we are like grass. And all the glory or the beauty of man is as the flower of the grass. The grass withers or dries up 
and the flower falls or fades away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now, when I read this, everything in this life is going to go away. Seasons pass, the flower fades, but what I found in Christ will never pass away. Never. So off of this, the Lord is saying, don't put your hope or your trust in things that are ultimately going to fall away. He ends verse 25 and says, now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Hmm. Verse chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore lay aside all malice, all deceit, listen to all these words here, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Now, when I read these things, if I was to be truthful would any of these words describe my life right now? Do I live with wickedness? Do I live with envy? Do I live as a hypocrite? And look what he says very next here. He says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, as newborn babes crave the pure milk of the word, why would a newborn babe desire this pure spiritual milk of the word? That you may grow thereby. So if you look at this right here, he's saying the only way a newborn baby grows is he's got to get the milk. It would be very inhumane for us to withhold milk from a newborn. But in the spirit realm... We have people that get born again, and they say, I'm a Christian, but 40 years later, they've never grown. And so we have people within the church that are 40-year Christians, but they're still walking around with the bottle, they got a diaper bag, and they got a pacifier. We've never grown up spiritually. So off of this verse right here, he begins to show us there's more to this thing called life. And I'm not downplaying salvation. But God's desire is you tenderly to grow in the area of salvation. So when I look at verse 2, what he says is the reason I'm hung up with malice, with envy, and a hypocrite is because I've never allowed the word of God to come on on the inside of me. And then I actually obey the word of God. I actually participate with the word of God. Ooh, Pastor, you're preaching really well today. Verse 3. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, especially now that you've tasted that the Lord is gracious. Have you tasted that the Lord is gracious? You know, I really wonder this sometimes in our lives, and I say our lives do we spiritually exaggerate? Am I, am I really as spiritual as I lead on to be? I, I, I wonder that in, in every one of our lives in here. 
And the reason I say that is the Lord's saying here, you must maintain a spiritual diet. You've got to stay with the word of God day by day by day. Get in the word of God. Make the word of God priority. Now, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 10. Luke chapter 10. And we're going to sit on this passage of Scripture this morning a little bit. I believe this will put a stir within you today. Remember the thought, our God wants to satisfy our mouth with good things. Luke 10, verse 38. Now it happened as they went that Jesus entered a certain village and, he, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Now when I look at this here, I see in this verse that Jesus has come to this woman named Martha's house. Let's change it up just a little bit. Let's say that Jesus is coming to your house today. And when I say that Jesus is coming to your house, do I prepare the house for the immediate or do I prepare the house for the eternal? Better stated, do I prepare my heart for the eternal? Now this is what you're going to begin to see right here. Verse 39. And Martha had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now, I'm going to read that verse pretty quick right now. I'm going to come back to it, okay? Verse 40. But Martha was distracted. What was Martha distracted with? With much serving. She was preoccupied. She was pulled away. She was busy, busy, busy with serving. She was overwhelmed by everything that starts pulling my attention from the things of God. She's task driven. She's intent on her, her mission. Now, with what I just said right there, could any of that describe me? Could any of that describe you? I'm distracted with much serving. Keep reading. And she approached Jesus and she said, Lord. Now, when I read this right here, when she approached Jesus and said, Lord, I don't think it was real calm. Lord, I believe she probably stomped her foot and said, Lord. I, I sense an intensity within her voice here. And she said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? All she does is sit and shoot the breeze with you. Therefore, tell her to help me. Are you not going to tell her to, oh my God, help me. Now, Watch or pay close attention with what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, 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 Martha. In other words, chill, Martha. You're worried and troubled about many 
things does that describe me? Does that describe you? See, I've heard it said this way. If the devil can't get you to be bad, he'll get you to be really busy. And the scriptures prove that out. If I had time, I would take you to what we call the parable of the sower in Mark 4. If you're a note taker, that's Mark 4, verses 13 through 20. It starts out and says this. The sower sows the word of God. The sower plants the word of God. In this, this is the Lord Jesus talking. And immediately he tells us the significance. You got to get the word of God in you. In this parable, there's four categories. Every one of us in this room fall into one of those four categories. The very first one, he says, they hear the word of God and immediately Satan comes and he steals the word of God. Now, when I read that, if the devil is so intent on stealing the word of God, why would he be that intent on it? Because he knows that without the word of God in your life and my life, we are going to be spiritually malnourished. He also knows that Romans 10, 17 says, by faith, or, or by faith we hear and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith becomes birthed within us. So if he gets the word of God from you and me, guess what? He's got us. But later on in that parable, as we keep going, the third one, the Lord Jesus said this. They hear the word of God, but they become overwhelmed by the cares of this world. Now let me ask you something. Do the cares of this world got you in a headlock right now? Am I busy? Am I busy? You know what the, the busy human being's creed is? I'll do it in a minute. And before long, it's an hour, it's a day, it's a week, it's a month. I'll do it in a minute. And so when it says the cares of this world, those things aren't necessarily sinful. And in this passage, what, what hooked or pulled Martha away wasn't sinful. It wasn't evil, it wasn't a bad thing, but it wasn't the best thing. And so the cares of this world, and before long I get caught up and I think, we got doctor's appointments, we got dentist appointments. I gotta get kids to ball games, I gotta go to Walmart, and that's bad enough. I got this to do, we got birthday parties, we gotta mow the lawn, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. And before long, the word has not taken place or priority in my heart. And the Lord Jesus says to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. It may be a good thing, but is it the best thing? And normal people allow good things to become the enemy of the best thing. Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Now pay close attention to what Jesus says. But one thing is needed. 
One thing is essential. One thing is priority. One translation says, one thing is the main course. And Mary has chosen the good part. That word chosen is significant. Mary has chosen the good part because every sacrifice is based on preference. Mary has chosen the good part. Keep reading. Which will not be taken away from her. So what was the good part? I want you to circle back with me to verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. She sat at Jesus' feet. Do you know the feet of Jesus? That's a humbling place. She came to the feet of Jesus. She bowed to the feet of Jesus. See, I believe when we get on our knees, it's a sign I'm coming into the presence of the Lord. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Let me help you with that just a little bit. Joy isn't a byproduct of college football. Joy is not a byproduct of when good things happen in my life. Joy only comes when I get in the presence of the Lord. How's your joy thermometer today? Something happens when I take time to get into the presence of the Lord. So I'm reading these today, or this week, these, these passages of Scripture. Psalm 16, verse 11, the cross-reference of that, it takes me to the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 14, which talks about this narrow gate. And it says, narrow is this gate, or narrow is this road, That leads to life. But it's difficult. And only a few find it. You know why it's difficult? Because we have all these other things that are pulling upon us. And just as Mary chose the good part, we've got to get to a place in our life where I say, I I choose the good part. I I, I choose to make time to get into the presence of the Lord. And you know, every one of us are in this dilemma. We have stuff that pulls for our time day by day by day. And let me highlight a thought for you again. The things that were distracting Martha, they weren't sinful. 
They were just time thieves that got her off of the track of what was priority. And every one of us battled that. So I come in this morning. And again, I can have a jillion things that I think are so important here on Sunday mornings. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I said, Lord, I'm going to stand in your presence. I'm going to sit in your presence today. That's priority. That's on the list. I I, I just want to come in here. No one's around, just me and you, where where I don't want to miss those encounters with God. It was incredible this morning. And many times we don't slow down long enough to do that. We, We get so busy that we miss those God moments. And he said, the very first thing she does, she sits at my feet. And she heard his word. She absorbed every revelation. Do you know, Mary and Martha were both presented with the same opportunity. Mary chose deliberately to seize the moment. You know, most of us in here, when you start getting really busy in life, you write this little list called my to-do list. Anybody in here have a to-do list? Well, this week, I want you to make a to-don't list. (laughs) It's brilliant, Pastor. My to-don't list. I don't want to miss opportunities to get in the presence of the Lord. I I don't want to miss my opportunities to read the Word of God, to to feed my my spirit man. I I need to get into the Word of God. And, And listen, God's not into quality. He's getting to quantity. I'm I'm not saying you got to read 30 chapters of your Bible. How many of you in here have ever read two chapters of the Bible and after you got finished you said, I don't have a clue about anything I just read. I'm glad there's a few of you identify with me. So you know what I've done? I slow down in the reading. And I invite Jesus and I invite the Holy Spirit. And I say, Lord, open the eyes of my understanding. I I ask you today, help the Word of God to come alive in me. And and so off of that thinking right there, many times we eat an incredible meal. I mean, if I ask some of you, what's the greatest meal or one of the greatest meals you've ever had? Man, you'll begin to tell me why. Because when you left, there was a satisfaction within you. But have we ever had a moment where I study the Word of God and I leave and said, that was the greatest meal I've ever had. There was incredible revelation that began to change me. And when I look at all we've talked about today, God wants to fill my mouth with good things. He wants to fill me up with the Word of God. But that never happens if I don't take the time 
get in his presence and just feed on the word of God. But, but, but. This is Proverbs 35. If if and buts were candy and nuts, what a merry Christmas we'd have. Listen, there's not a Proverbs 35, okay? See, I read these and I think, Lord, do a work within me. Do a work within me. I, I base my life off the Word of God. Let the Word of God come alive in me. I'm going to ask you to stand up right here where you're at. ask you some difficult questions when was the last time that you stopped long enough to embrace a matters the most moment when's the last time you did that you say I've never done that I, I, I believe with all my heart it's important that I slow down enough. See, our God's in an email. He's not in the email. He's in an email. Where I, I sit before him. And if you're like me, many times my, my mouth, even with God, will just run. And I just, God, this, 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 this. How many of you have ever been around a person they never shut up and you say I'm married to one no don't do that but see oftentimes we do that with Father God and Father God just patiently standing and saying I, I, I wish you would be quiet just for a little bit okay I, I want to speak to you in that still small voice and, and I believe this with all my heart there's many of us in here that, that God's wanting to speak to us He's wanting to speak to you. You're needing direction. You're needing wisdom. You're needing guidance in your life. If that's you, yes, that's me. But he gives us the invitation just to slow down. I, I, I got to come to that place. Let me give you another tough question. Are you eating the word of God? starving spiritually you know if you've come to church here very long I thank God the only thing I know is the word of God you know why because only the truth will set you free we read earlier his truth will endure forever that's it I, I, I got I got a break heart news for you right now I've never seen a hearse pull in a U-Haul. What did he say, Martha? I've never seen a, a, a hearse pull in a U-Haul. This stuff you accumulate here, it's, it's not going to go with you. Only the eternal things. And, and off the question, are you starving? Not only are, are you eating the Word, what are you eating? See, that's why I got, I got to stay with the Word of God. That's why you got to get into the Word of God. Within this book is incredible treasure, but sometimes you got to dig for it. Now I'm going to ask you to bow your head right there where you're at. And I said this earlier. 
the beginning point is born again. I gotta get born again. You know what that means? I I gotta give my heart to Jesus. I gotta ask him to forgive my sin and ask him to come into my heart. And and I gotta ask him to be Lord of my life. I, I have a desire to be born again. You know, I'm gonna throw out another little invitation here. wife was around a person the other day that been born again probably at least 20 years of their life they're going through some difficulties right now and they begin to question their salvation am I even born again if what I just said resonates on the inside of you right now You you need to be born again or you question your salvation. I I welcome you to come forward right now. I welcome you to have an encounter with God today where you say, I'm going to leave here today. And not only am I going to leave here today, I'm going to leave here today knowing I'm born again. I'm going to leave here knowing today that Jesus is Lord of my life. Come on, come on. There's more of it. Come on. I see you. Come on, clap. Yeah, I'll keep clapping. I want all of you to leave here today knowing Jesus is Lord of your life, my life. You know, how do you know that? Well, if you were to ask me, if you died today, where would you spend the heaven at? You know what? Or where you'd spend eternity at? You know what I'd say to you? I'm going to heaven. I'm out of here. Hosta lasagna. Pastors in heaven. Suckers. No. See, that's that's the goal here today. That I I want you three, and I know there's more of you here. I want you all knowing when you live here, leave here today, I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Come on. You know why I keep talking? Because I know more are going to keep coming. You know what pastors do? We talk. You know what it means when a pastor looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. Now I'm going to ask every one of us in here to bow our heads here, okay? And even if you're not down here this morning, if in your heart right now you're questioning your salvation, I I want us to pray this with all our heart, okay? So say this out of your mouth. Say, Father God, I come to you today as a sinner. I ask you to forgive me of all my sin, all the junk in my life. Father God, I repent of it. And I thank you for forgiving me. And I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and be Lord of my life. According to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that you said, if I would confess with my heart, or confess with my mouth, and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, I would be saved. Jesus! Jesus!
I confess you as Lord. In Jesus' name. Won't you clap? Won't you clap? You're talking about the goodness of God. Now we're going to go another step today. If you've struggled in your life with the presence of God, you say, Pastor, I've never done that. God welcomes you. I believe some of the greatest places in your home where you just get by alone with the Lord and say, Lord, I, I desire to know you. I want to know you, Lord. I, I want to know you like the prophets of old. I, I want to know you like Jeremiah. I, I want to know you like Obadiah and Zephaniah. I want to know you like Isaiah. I want to know you. I, I want to know your voice. I want to know your heart. I want to know your touch. And some of you say, is that possible? In the presence of the Lord. But if you haven't had an appetite for the Word of God, I welcome you to come down here today. And you're not doing it for for my good, okay? You're doing it for good. And this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to say. This is my prayer for a moment. Father God, grace me today. Put a grace on me today. Grace me to get in your presence. Grace me today, Father God, to fall in love with your word. Grace me to have an appetite for heaven unlike any other time in my life. And welcome God's grace on a daily basis and watch what it'll do. So our team's getting ready to sing. I can't beg you to respond. Man, I welcome you to come down here and say, Lord, do something in my heart today. Do a kingdom work in my heart. Go ahead, guys. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.